Hello, and welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We are so excited to bring you this show. Our podcast is all about unraveling all of your favorite mysteries from the Assassin's Creed games. Each episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Assassin's Creed universe. From Pieces of Eden, Solar Flares, and the Isu, to the Hidden Ones, the Order of Ancients, and of course, the Animus, we will seek to uncover it all. So join us, and maybe even take a leap of faith. Welcome to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. My name is Shelby. You might also know me as She Cup. And we are back today with another lore episode. But before we dive into the topic that we've got for today, I'm here with my co-host. Hey, I'm Austin or Teacup, and I'm here. You are here and you are our lore master. So I'm going to turn it over to you to, uh, you know, just dive right in. All right. Well, today we are here to talk about a character deep dive, and we are doing a character deep dive on a character that is not in any game, does not appear on the game screen, is 100% from the comics, is mentioned in some games, but we do not ever see her on the screen, just on the page. Now, is this the first character deep dive we've ever done on a non-game character? I believe so. Okay, well, this is a milestone, folks. All right, so today we are talking about Charlotte de la Cruz, who we have talked about a lot on this podcast. So this is the episode devoted to her and just her how she is as a character and our opinions on her and everything around there. So I'm going to give you some background information and some points of her things, and then we'll talk about some her personality and other things like that. So... Charlotte was born on November 14th, 1992, which here's your fun fact. Charlotte and I are the same age. I am like eight months older than her. Almost exactly eight months older than her. You like earlier came into my office, I think. I don't remember where we were, but you were doing your research and you were like, oh my gosh, guess what? I'm the same age as Charlotte De La Cruz. And I was like, oh, cool to the day. And you were like, well, no. And I was like, oh. That's less cool now. So sorry. I was like eight months old when Charlotte was born. So so Charlotte was bo- grew up in the Bronx in New York City. Uh, her father disappeared from the family when she was a baby. Uh, it doesn't give us any clue if he like vanished for mysterious circumstances or disappeared because he's a deadbeat. We don't really get any context to that. Just that he did disappear when she was a baby. And she was raised by her mother and her maternal grandmother, Florencia. So Charlotte grew up, she idolized her grandmother and was her grandmother was kind of like showed up and then left for long periods of time and then showed up again. As a child, she watched her family almost go bankrupt, uh, basically trying to find cash to support her uncle's health care after he was denied his insurance, causing her to distrust big business and corrupt politicians. Same Uh, She attended college in upstate New York, where she accumulated a large student debt. So, 
you know, if you're a millennial, you're probably feeling a lot of uh, kinship with Charlotte at this point. Very relatable content. Very relatable content. So not long after graduation, she moved to San Diego, California, where she became an employee as an accountant at Malta Banking Corporation. In her free time, she enjoyed playing the Abstergo Entertainment's Helix, hobby that alongside with her habit of browsing conspiracy websites led her to become aware of the Assassin Templar lore. Like they just, I feel like at this point, Ubisoft and the writer said, what's a stereotypical millennial? Let's just write that. I feel like they just, like, this is the self-insert character for the people that play their games. Yes. So that's her, like, early life before she becomes an assassin. So let's just dump right into how she uh, gets recruited. So early on in, like, 2015, so that would make Charlotte 23, uh, the assassins took interest in Charlotte's ability to use Eagle Vision. Uh, Cody Adams, who we've talked about when we talk about uh, Xavier's cell and Galena's cell and Charlotte's cell, all of those different cells, he is a major player in there. Uh, he takes notice of her online activity and makes contact via the internet with her and pushes her to a more sympathetic view for the assassins. Soon after, Charlotte then fails an interview at a company called WorldShare, which is like an unknown, like, rival of Abstergo. Like, they're Abstergo's competition as, like, huge multi-million dollar companies. But there's no connection of WorldShare to the Assassins. At least it hasn't been stated in lore now. So she used her tech skills after she fails this interview to funnel $10,000 from a real estate investor to an elderly woman who couldn't afford her daughter's medical bills. Is the elderly woman her grandmother? No, it is like a neighbor. Okay, so is it someone she knows? Yes. Okay, so we have a pattern here. (laughs) Yes. After she does that, Uh, So when she comes home to her apartment that evening, after she does that, she's immediately greeted by assassins Xavier Chin and Belina Foronina. So she's already aware of the assassins' presence. So they, like, offer her a chance to join the assassins, and she's like, yes, let's go. I'm ready. Let's do this. Um, And so after that, quickly, because Abstergo is not stupid, nor are they without resources, uh, the apartment is quickly stormed by Templars. Uh, Galena and Xavier escape onto a nearby roof, but Charlotte fails to make the leap and is knocked unconscious. And she awakes in a hideout of Xavier's cell with Cody Adams and is introduced there to the Animus. Charlotte was then tasked to relive the memories of her ancestor, Thomas Stroddard, who we have talked about in our Salem Witch Trials episode way, way, way back. Like several like a year ago uh and they need to figure out if assassin joseph uh laurier is basically attending to betray the brotherhood to see if he's going to tell the templars about a mysterious isu artifact well through those memories charlotte was able to confirm that joseph was indeed in the process of betraying the assassins uh she and cody then chase after xavier and galena who uh, have left earlier to try and quote unquote rescue Joseph. And 
So that's kind of like her recruitment into the Assassins. You can find all of that in the Assassin's Creed uh, comic Trial by Fire. That whole story is in there. If you wanted to read up with it to get a little more details and see the interactions, you get a lot of more of Galena's personality and Charlotte's personality in there. But before we continue on to a little more of her uh, accomplishments and her time as an assassin, I think now would be a good time to take our mid-break. All right. Well, let's head to the break. Makose! Shoot! Shoot the flying demon! You weak fool. Get a job! Christina! Who's there? Me. Oh, it's you. I should have known. May I come in? Fine, but only for a minute. A minute is all I need. Indeed. Well, wait, uh, that came out wrong. So, welcome to the middle of the show. This is where we talk about all the things that have to do with the lore cast and not the lore of Assassin's Creed. So, first thing I have to do is talk about Patreon. It is the number one way to support us. It is um, the best way to make sure that you are actually supporting the creators who make the content that you love. Um And we do have a new patron to shout out today. While this person is technically a new patron, they are also a returning patron. So thank you so much for MK10 Gamer. Welcome back to Patronage. We love you and thank you for your support. Um, Another fun update about our Patreon is we are going to be launching merch for 2024. So stay tuned for more information on that. We're currently in the designing phase of merch. So it'll be a while before you get any real updates. But if you want to get Assassin's Creed Lorecast merch... You got to hop into the Patreon um, and you don't want to miss this. I know that it's going to be amazing. So make sure you check it out. Um, And then the next best way to support us, if you can't support us financially, is to leave us a rating or a review. You can leave us ratings wherever you can leave us ratings. Um, And I do have one today to read from Spotify. Um, This one's from Skeleton83, who commented on our Brotherhood of Assassins episode and said this, I love your podcast. Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite games, and I'm working on beating AC Black Flag. Awesome, Skeleton. Hope you finished that game. I know this comment's a little bit old right now, um, but yeah, if you haven't hopped in our Discord, make sure you do that. Um, And then the last thing I have to talk about is my Assassin's Creed Valhalla playthrough. Um... Austin knows I have some major, major updates. I don't actually remember where I updated you all the last episode, but suffice it to say, I have done a lot of things. I have met Alfred. I have done almost every single um, territory so far. I've done Snottinghamshire. I've done um, the other Norvik or the other North territories. I met Vili again, and I, um, I, I don't know. I've done all this stuff. I've done so much stuff. I don't even remember how much I've done. But today, today I went to Norway with Sigurd. So we confronted Stierbjorn and did all of this stupid crap with my least favorite person in this game who is odin um we got confronted by basm and then it kind of dropped to me 
into the modern day timeline, which is where I had to unfortunately stop playing for the day. But um, yeah, I've done a lot. I have, I feel like I've almost beaten the game. I know I still have the DLC to do and I'm sure a few more um, quests back in England. Um, But yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, you're closing in on the biggest reveal of this game. Okay. Is it that Basm is a sage of Loki? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, we haven't really revealed that yet either. Right, because to really reveal kind of what's going on, you have to finish the Asgard DLC and, I- I figured. and finish all of the Animus glitch mysteries. Wait, what? How many of those are there? Uh, there's at least one or two per territory. I'm not doing all that shit. That's not happening. Yeah, I mean, it's you're not going to be at anything, but it adds some... Uh, context. It adds context. All right. Well, that's fine because you can just tell me it. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I have enjoyed this game overall. I'm sure that I will have some more hot takes probably next week when I finish it. Um, but I will just say I I hate the Asgard, the Norse god, the Isu, all of that stuff. I I'm not a fan. If this game had just been like, oh, a modern day story that does not really involve the Isu was just like Abstergo, and then like Eivor journeying through making the Raven clan great and then eventually joins the assassins at the end. Great. I would love it. No notes. I mean, I would probably still have some notes um, and criticisms because that's just how I operate. But yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm. I've been playing this game since like April or May. And it's October. It's been a long time. Yeah. Also, another thing I will say, this is the last thing. Um, this game was meant to be played in autumn. Like it it yeah. is it, it just well, it just it was meant to be played in October. I just did the Sam Hain Halloween quest. Ten out of ten. Loved it. All right. Anything else about Assassin's Creed? Uh, no, let's get back into it. All right, let's get back into it. Malaka! 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 Unless the legend is a lie, you are the man I long to meet, renowned master and mentor. It's your auditory, the la la la. Prego. Uh, forgive me. I have a hard time remembering that Italian gibberish. I'll see you all at the selection ceremony, ladies. I especially hope you show up. Let me guess. He's rich. So, we walk in, and this is basically... I'm going to quickly go through her big things of her time as an assassin. Um... So there's not going to be a lot of detail, but you can get more detail on these things if you go listen to our Assassin's Cell series, which are awesome episodes, in my humble opinion, my unbiased opinion. They're awesome episodes. And uh, so you can go and check those out. 
Charlotte, Xavier, and Delina are all in the Abstergo facility at different places, and they're trying to find Joseph. Uh, so Charlotte, being untalented as she is, immediately gets made by an Abstergo employee named Brad. Yes, his name is Brad. Abstergo employee named Brad. So she quickly subdues him, bounds him, and gags him to eliminate the threat of him alerting the rest of the facility to his identity. Um, but remember Brad, because he's going to be important later. Uh, so while trying to get to Joseph's room, Charlotte realized that she had began begun to inherit her ancestor's ability through the bleeding effect. So we see something very similar to Desmond's journey with Ezio of him inheriting skills and things through the bleeding effect. Uh, so she gets to the room and she realized that Joseph had drowned Xavier in a pool in, pool in the facility and he had broken Galena's leg. So Joseph was revealed as a traitor. Uh, Charlotte tries to fight off Joseph, but is quickly subdued. Joseph then explains to Charlotte while he basically like holds her up against a wall, restrained, that he betrayed the Brotherhood because his lover, Christian, had died on a mission that was led by Xavier. So this was a, a moment of revenge that he wanted. However, he claims that he is still loyal to the assassins and that he planted a bomb in this Abstergo facility. He then explained to Charlotte that the assassins sought her out because she had a special connection to the Isu and a special powers relating to Consus. Um, and that's why the assassins wanted her. He then offered her a chance to join him, which she declined. So Joseph's bomb uh, begins to go off. Abstergo bursts in and tries to open fire. Charlotte carries Galena through an air vent uh, and she returns to the maintenance room that Brad was in. Uh, but Brad is not alive. Brad has died. Uh, and while examining him, she notices that he had a me medical alert bracelet. Uh, he had asthma and suffocated because he could not reach his inhaler. So she then carefully carries Galena back to the van. Galena ordered Cody to inform Gavin Banks that to send a team to Salem, but Charlotte told her it wasn't necessary, as Joseph never told the Templars, where Dorothy, who was a woman who was kind of like a sage or possessed by Consus, never told them where her body was buried. As they drove away, Galena asked how Charlotte felt about Xavier's and Brad's death, to which Charlotte sarcastically responds with, oh, I'm happy. But she's really messed up. Yeah, she is. Also, just a side note, poor Brad. Yeah, poor Brad. Like, he didn't do anything. He just worked for Abstergo. He probably didn't know the half of it. Nope. He's just a maintenance worker. Poor guy. Mm -hmm. So they then, Galena, Charlotte, and Cody flee to Mexico, where they continue to relive various memories, uh, going to Haiti going to um, the Incan Empire uh, and training with Galena to hunt down various Templars. Uh, it's here that Charlotte begins to be involved with the search for Consus, uh, which would lead her to the to discover the existence of the Phoenix Project and the Coedor, which we know play into a lot of effects in the resurrection of Juno. 
So she would be present to take down the Phoenix Project and to destroy Juno during Juno's resurrection day. She would ultimately die in an explosion triggered by Otto Berg in an attempt to destroy the instruments of the first will. Like I said, we've talked about all of this in our Otto Berg deep dive and are talking about the Assassin's Creed cells. We had talked about this event of Juno's resurrection day so many times. Um, so you can go check out those infos for more information. You can also check out the Assassin's Creed Uprising comics if you want more uh, details on there. So that's Charlotte's, like, where we see her and her story and all of that. Uh, and then just her personality, which I want to talk about. Um, Charlotte has been described as headstrong, opinionated, and witty. Uh, and she hates any inequality of any kind. Uh, she has a clear sense of what is right and wrong. And it almost kind of makes it out to be that she is, like, the Assassin's Creed, like, comics version of Desmond. This person who has this connection with the Isu, with this ancestry, who ends up being this diehard assassin who may not buy into everything, has tensions with the people who are leading her. But she, at the end of the day, she has a clear sense of, I need to fight for what's right. I definitely see that in her. Um, I think that, I think that, um, and I, I know at the end we'll talk about why we love her or hate her, but I think in her mistakes, we definitely see her, the mistakes she's made have been because she was trying to do the right thing. Yes. Um, and she very much feels this maintenance worker's Brad's death. Like, mm -hmm. And it really is a turning point of like, I'm responsible for this. This man is dead because I was quick and careless like and it very much like puts it into the light of you know she really did like break the creed in this moment like she did not it was unintentional but she did not stay her hand from the blood of the innocent was she even an assassin at that point in time though yes and no mm -hmm. it's a it's a gray area yeah um so it's just interesting to that. Um, but some other, quickly, some other appearance before we talk about why we love or hate her. Uh, Charlotte is mentioned in Layla's emails in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, we learned that her funeral was held on the August 23rd of 2018. And then we also learn in that email that Galena has taken her death very, very hard. And she is self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. So yeah, that's all we really know about Charlotte. Um, again, there, there's a lot that I haven't talked about, a lot of details. But again, you can check those in our other episodes or look for the um, Assassin's Creed, Uprising, Comics, uh, Trial by Fire, Rising Sun, Homecoming. All of those contain her story if you want to read and learn more. So let's talk about why we hate or love Charlotte. Would you like me to go first? Yeah. I don't love Charlotte. Um, she frustrates me. And I think probably a lot of it is her immaturity. Um, and I just feel like her decisions that she's made, her decision-making skills, her critical thinking skills are not there. 
Um, like she has a tendency to run headfirst into things. And I'm not going to cite specific examples because I know we've talked about this before on previous episodes. And so I don't remember all the details, but I just remember in all the things you've told me about her, she very much like runs headfirst into things without thinking through the consequences, without thinking of a plan of action. And in those in those times, she gets people hurt. Um, And I just feel like that is not the way an assassin should behave. An assassin is not the kind of person that's just going to rush in blindly. They are. They are definitely motivated by revenge in a lot of times, but like an assassin should be stealthy. An assassin should plan out their missions ahead of time and think through and have plans A, B, C, D, Z into perpetuity, backup plans to account for anything that could go wrong to then be able to still fulfill all the tenets of the creed. And I don't think that Charlotte does that. And so she frustrates me because of it. I think that's a fair criticism of her. Um, in the comics and stuff, we're really painting Galena and Charlotte at these opposite ends. Um, Charlotte very much wants to unravel the mystery before them, like figure out what Consist wants, what these these two artifacts goes, wants to discover the overarching conspiracy, and Galena is very much the we're here to kill Templars. We're here to ensure the freedom of mankind, which makes sense because Galena had to watch her mother and her sister go crazy and basically eradicate the entire Russian assassin cell because of animus experimentation and an apple of Eden. So she knows the danger and she wants that danger. And so I get that, like that, what Galena is trying to do and what Charlotte doesn't realize when she's talking to Galena, she sees Galena as like wanting the glory for herself or wanting, not trusting her, but really Galena is trying to keep her alive. Yeah. And that's why I think it's her immaturity because she doesn't realize that Galena's trying to protect her and she doesn't understand Galena's motivations or she refuses to understand Galena's motivations. And to be fair, Galena is not forthcoming with her thought processes and motivations for the decisions she makes. So that's, that's, you know, part of it's that's on her, but at the same time, I think a rational person, a mature adult is going to take a step back and be like, why is this person fighting so hard to get me to not do this certain thing? Maybe maybe they know more than me and I shouldn't do this thing. And Charlotte never seems to to come to that conclusion. And I think one of the weaknesses, Charlotte exemplifies one of the weaknesses of the assassins in that in modern day, most of the assassins are under the age of 40. Yeah, right. Like they have very little wisdom to share. And I think that that is, I think I will say, I think that that's a major downfall of just our society in general. Like a lot of people live their lives in very age segregated environments. Like most people in life outside of your like family, you don't have friends who are 20, 30 years older than you. You don't have colleagues who are 15, 20 years younger than you. Like in in my experience, most of the people you're around are your same age or close to it. Um, and I think we lose out on a lot of generational wisdom 
when our lives are set up that way, that's I think that's some of the benefits of of religious organizations in the in the world. Uh, but I completely agree with you that that is a major failing of the assassins because they don't have people who can pass down that structural, institutional, organizational knowledge and wisdom to the younger members. Right, mainly because they're all dead, and I think that's a yeah that is. That is a product of the purge. Like most of your elderly senior assassins, if not, I mean, really, because we talked about this in the purge, William Miles and Gavin Banks are the senior members of the assassins. And they're like early 40s, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm not blaming them for it, for sure. Like, you're right. It is a direct result of the purge. Uh, but it's just a really fascinating situation that has been created. And, like, assassins do tend to, you know, attract the young idealists. I mean, like I said, when we haven't really gone in a big deep dive on no, we did do Bayek. We have done Bayek. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bayek is our oldest protagonist, except for old Ezio. But I don't really even count old Ezio because we walk through him through his whole life. Right. We do see him when he's young and, and so, dumb. Yes. And so we get that point of most of our assassins that we see are attracted young idealists that want to change the world and do that. And some of them have great wisdom in there. Like Altair has wisdom to offer us even in the first game. But at the same time, like the younger assassins in modern day, like Charlotte are kind of just like trying to figure it out. There's no one there to pass down wisdom or a way to do things. They're just trying to figure it out against an enemy who has entrenched themselves into society built on tradition and history and resources. Right. But I also think this is the failure. Um, This is what happens when you don't have like a culture of listening to, you know, your elders, people who have wisdom around you. Um, The assassins, they don't have that culture anymore because there are no older assassins. And so the younger people, when there are even like older ish, assassins out there like galena like william even i think he he even though he pisses me off he does have a modicum of wisdom to share there is no culture of listening to their their ideas and respecting what they have to say to you and so galena just or so charlotte just doesn't listen to galena it's it's a very destructive cycle mm -hmm. and you know we see this over and over again, like Connor doesn't listen to Achilles. Altair doesn't really is- listen to Al Mulim, even though he really shouldn't, but he doesn't. True. Um, Ezio, even he doesn't listen to Mario. He doesn't listen to Machiavelli, who offer him like real points. Like Machiavelli is like, you should have killed the Borgias. Like you should have killed Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Edward is Edward. But then again, but- it's re- kind of repeats, except with Bayek and Cassandra, who are 
really wise beyond their years, but Bayek's not really wise beyond his years. He's just wise. But yeah, but I also think that this is just a symptom of youth generally. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are teenagers, when we are young people, there is just a brain development thing that tells us, oh, we're immortal. Like we can do anything. And no, you may not literally think you're immortal if you're a teenager and you're listening to this, but like teenagers as a whole, they, they don't think about their mortality. They don't think about mortality in general. Um, and so I, I think part of that is just a symptom of youth in general. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a cycle for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything else about Charlotte? Um, just no, not really. I, I don't hate her. I don't want anybody to come away from this episode thinking I hate her or dislike her. I just have some frustrations, but I think she is a good character to have in the canon. I like her too. I think she is a good addition. Um, it would have been cool to see her in some modern day stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually find her a little more interesting than Layla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would have been cool to kind of see her in the modern day versus Layla. But I know that with Origins, they were trying to, like, do a full reset, introduce new characters, introduce a new story, all kinds of stuff. So I understand why they did that. Um, But she's a great character, and that's all I really have. So I think we're ready to wrap up. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at AC Lorecast. If you have any lore questions or topics to unpack, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. Find us on patreon.com slash Assassin's Creed Lorecast. The Assassin's Creed Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode's description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, make sure you give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Assassin's Creed Lorecast. And always remember, Assassins, stay in the shadows to serve the light. Do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. 
but you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one chip, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.